I'm Lindsay. And this is episode 19 of Ningyo Bingo. Where you keep collecting dolls. But never seem to win the game or remember the intro. Look, I had it written out in front of me. I forgot which line was mine. I was good this time. I tried my very, very best. <laughs> well, I mean... Oh, well. It, it, well, Becca, I can't ruin our segue today because we have some special things in store. So I had to ruin something. <laughs> that is that is true. That is very true. Uh, that is because today we have uh, two guests in to talk about our segment. Uh, the first is uh, Dr. Darren Ashmore, who has a doctor in anthropology with a specialization in Japanese language and art from the University of Sheffield, England. Um, and Lindsay, would you introduce our other guest? And our other guest is Lisa, also known as Katazua on DeviantArt, who both sells um, fan art and personal art at artist alleys on the Northeast, as well as is a probably coming to a commission slot near you in the hopefully new near future yeah yeah which um she's my sister um which kind of brings us (laughs) which kind of brings us to the subject of today um which is enabling because my sister how did you get those two heads that you started painting on uh they magically popped out of becca's magical wand dresser thing <laughs> oh you mean it just they just appeared for you because for me they when Becca was enabling appeared. me i just got links constantly <laughs> <laughs> no i was giving those puppies for free i was like oh, oh hey a head oh. <laughs> oh hey it's blank and then she's like i got an elf head too do you want to see the elf head i was like oh i really want to you know paint this elf head and she's like well Dang it, Lisa, you just take this self-head. I was like, well, thank you. Well, you see, <laughs> blood is thicker than... Um, and, and the irony of this whole thing is that Lindsay actually gave me that outfit as a gift, yep. which I then gave <laughs> to Lisa. <laughs> Very cycl- cyclical here. Which is kind of the... Uh, brings us back to the subject, which is, well... Uh, today's episode is enabling. Not as bad as it sounds. Um... Because it does kind of sound pretty bad. Um, well, why don't we start with the original enabler, Becca? Or would you like to do our definition of the day first? Well, let's let's do uh, Ashmer. What what do you usually associate the word outside the hobby enabling with? I suppose it depends on the context. Now, classically, if you're talking like some sort of Loki-esque character encouraging people to do the naughty stuff just for the shits and giggles that is that's how i was brought into it my friend would take me down to games workshop and encourage me to buy x just so that he could justify buying y (laughs) (laughs) but today today it really is a question of making sure that friends and students who have an interest in something get the correct something. Yeah. Oh. The market here is awash with knockoffs and things that they might not quite like. It, it, it's an odd one. Sort of, sort of like knowing your friends better than you know yourself. Mm. Uh, yesterday, you know, someone had to hold, you know, pull me back from buying something simply because i could get it <laughs> yes the, rather, oh, I know rather that than what i wanted yeah yeah kind of like how i i got the um the custom house uh to be near automata outfit when i probably should have seen how volks shook out but uh well it's so good though becca it's really pretty though yeah it's not that i don't like it it has its flaws absolutely in design you have to take the doll's head off in order to dress it which is a problem because my doll's neck has a damaged neck piece at the moment which just is like double bad it's actually starting to loosen at this point so she's 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 uh isn't allowed into that until we fix that um but back to the subject 
Um, it does sound a lot like what um, Darren's talking about, is the idea of enabling in more of a mentorship role, rather than Loki snickering in the corner, aha, if you do this and I can buy my thing. Yeah, that mentorship has become very important. Um, yeah. What about you, Lisa? How do you feel about the word enabling? Uh, well, coming from old work things, I mean, enabling for me, the first thing I used to think of would be like enabling someone to do something, almost like, you know, if someone can't like open a door, like help them open it, like enable them to enter the store <laughs> or right, something right. like that. But as far as like the doll stuff, I mean, it comes with a hobby, you know. Oh, you should get this. It looks really cool. And you're like, why, yes, I should get this. And then you get it. <laughs> yeah. So, so funnily enough, if you go with, if you go with Google, we got, first of all, we got Mer the Merriam-Webster definition. Uh, enabler. One that enables another to achieve an end. Semicolon. Especially... One who enables another to persist in self-destructive behavior such as substance abuse by providing excuses or making it possible to avoid the consequences, oh, no. consequences of such behavior. Um, second Google result. Six signs you, yes you, are the enabler in a toxic relationship. An article by Huffington oh, we Post. Have list. Um, we have I have a list, Becca. I just did the first two. So it's obvious that outside the hobby, we are so used to hearing an enabler, especially not enabling, but enabler as a negative context because it has been used in psychology and the like to talk about people who enable substance abuse. Um, we, we are, this is not dolly abuse, right? <laughs> um, Though um, there is something that can be said that the doll hobby having a very high price tag on it sometimes we do require friends of ours to say, no, you don't need that, like um, Darren mentioned. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, we also have Darren, who recently traded me my services as an amateur uh, seamstress for a Dolphy Dream that got delivered, um, and I recently customized. So th there, there is, you don't necessarily have to have money exchange hands, per se, perhaps just, you know, work, but also... Also, it can be a good thing. So, right. I propose. So why don't we talk about Becca? How you were enabled initially with a certain Volks purchase? It actually ah. started e earlier than that. Would you believe? So, someone mm. enabled me even earlier because they said that they would spend fifty dollars towards my first doll head that I fell in love with on the Lutz website. I piddled and paddled about it for a little while, and then by the time I went to order it. They didn't remember saying this at all, <laughs> and no, then, but I. But if either way, the person did push me over the edge to saying, f figuring out which one I wanted and going forward with it. Okay, now we fast forward to uh, myself and my husband uh, studying abroad in Japan. Um, and this this is part Ashmore story and part my own. I I told you I would keep saying Ashmore instead of Darren. I'm sorry. This is, this is me. Um, I, I came to Japan with a doll that um, Darren started to customize, which eventually got sold to my friend. And in addition to this, Darren did what the first person did not do, which was actually help me fiscally obtain my first doll. Um, and you do this in various ways for many of your students, correct? Ah, it's 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 part of the it's part of the job. International students often don't have much money in their pocket, so I always keep a little bit on hand because it, it's not nice to see a student missing out on a field trip or not able to quite get there with the things they want to take home with them. I mean, I've been there. I was penniless as a student myself, and and people did chip in. Yeah, I mean, uh, we we've had some rough times and. We, we also, my husband and I had the moment where we realized that everybody else was getting like a stipend from their country and their school and then the rest of their own <laughs> money <laughs> was their actual spending money. And we were sitting there going, oh, that's not how this works. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, our, um, for those of you who don't know, me and Becca attended the same college and we're from the same year, which is how we met. 
but our college was not quite so fiscally supportive as some others. And our our country is not so fiscally supportive of schooling as others, especially specifically Norwegian mm. countries. They had it. They had all the money, man. <laughs> it was impeccable. But it's um, interesting to me how sort of, and I can relate to this feeling too as well, Darren, where you feel sort of like, oh, not parental exactly is the word I want, but you want to help facilitate other people do something important to them. Hmm. So, so Lisa, I enabled you early on into the hobby. Do you remember the first time I enabled you? Um, it was, wait, it was the dream. Dream of doll. Dream of doll. Ian? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because I wanted to get, I had, I finally saved up like a bunch and I was like, hmm, I kind of want to get a doll and I was looking at them. And I was like, I'm pretty picky on the faces because at the time there was a certain style to the doll and I wanted something different and it was pretty difficult to find. Like I wanted something softer, a bit more, I don't want to say natural, but mm, less stylized. Yeah, a little bit less crazy stylized. Um, but yeah, and you helped me through Den of Angels, uh, finding a buyer. And also, that buyer ended up being in uh, Pennsylvania, I think, near you. So, it turned out well because we could ensure the purchase, you know, wasn't hurting the mail or anything. Like, it was, like, an easy, easy buy. Yeah, we. I actually met the uh, the seller in, the, in a parking lot, and I actually wrote out a handwritten receipt that we both signed just so that, you know, there wouldn't be any of that weirdness with, uh, oh, they didn't pick up the item, or oh, this person didn't pay, and because I was just so nervous, because I'm like, I'm buying something in a parking lot, this feels so weird. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, I just, re you you recently did that for me for a Cloud Strife sword from from Think Geek, so, uh, you know, it all but comes that around. Was repaid. That repaid. It was, it was. Like, ten years we later, repaid. I guess it's not every day you have sleazy ball-jointed doll sales out of a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What are you selling? Uh, naked lady bodies? But they're not alive. Wait, that makes it sound even worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's so unfortunate when we're in a hobby where we talk about, you know, heads and hands and feet and limbs that are detached. <laughs> Okay. And I know we've talked about this a little before, but Lindsay, but let's talk about your enabling story. What I do to you. Um, well, as I mentioned earlier, Becca and I attended the same college and for much of our college career, when we weren't studying abroad, we were roommates in a dormitory. And uh, in that like initial, I think it was sophomore year period was when, um, well, what year would that be? That would be 2007. I'm not going to say. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. But um, it was early on in the hobby. It was before we had many of the, the companies we have now. And both me and Becca realized that we both really loved the hobby, but neither of us owned anything. So we would talk to each other about different sculpts that we loved. And Delph in particular was a shared company we both really enjoyed. And one thing to another, Becca ended up with her own leash, the infamous Tempest that she's had for so long. So it sat in our room mutually for a long time. Yes, we and were Becca roommates. And Becca would be like, hey, li hey, Lindsay, come, come, take a look over here. And she would let me engage with, like, hobby activities with her through Tempest, which then made me go to a doll meet where I saw the sculpt that I personally have deeply fallen in love with and do every time I see it in person in person and then like time went by because we were poor college students and time went by and then there was a period where becca would every day was be it like every day? send me a message <laughs> and it would include a link in it and she would go Lindsay, look at this it's the heads you really like for really cheap on den of angels Lindsay, look at this listing over here. Look what a good a price this is. Lindsay, look at the price for this body here. If you combine these two listings together, you would get a whole... And it was just like that endlessly for, I think, about a month or so. Oh, yes, because I was also looking for the matching bodies at a better price. And also looking for crazy things like, this person's selling this head with this body, but you can resell this head to this other person that's also on a posted a want to buy. <laughs> so you could sell that head... <laughs> Gain a profit off the head and 
have more than enough for the other head. Yeah, that kind of so thing. So in a, a tale that is becoming fairly familiar to our listeners at this point, Becca just kept throwing opportunities in front of me because she is already looking for something else over and over again until I finally cracked. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, I would like to propose a new, new, uh, definition for what we call we'll call the dolly enabler um specifically yes uh being both a mentor and an influence on the decisions made in the doll hobby sounds sounds about right i think so um and, and Lindsay made an interesting point earlier darren where she was talking about how there's often leadership roles in groups in Japan. And does this idea that we're very used to of dolly enabling, does this follow suit also with the culture of doll collecting in Japan? Absolutely. Most of the groups that I have either worked with, joined, or studied have, for want of a better word, a den mother or a den father who is technically known as senpai, literally mm. known as senpai. They are the ones either with, not, not, not just the largest collection, it's not just biggest hat wins. They're the ones who have knowledge of various marketplaces or the, an understanding of the foreign market and ease new members in. There's definitely a protective attitude towards members within a group because of the amount of money that has to be committed in order to to be part of it, especially when it comes to limited orders on companies like Volks. You might have... Oh, yeah. Like the 50 members members of my group all jumped in on the Sailor Moon DD, which came up last week, even though not everyone wanted one on the full understanding that we would probably only get a few and as it turned out we got you know 25 of them and those who won simply just passed them on to those who wanted them that's 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 great power in numbers (laughs) and i was about to say that reminds me of um briefly i was at um one of the dalpa when i was in working in japan and though we weren't a group of um uh, japanese collectors I was sort of tangential to a group of collectors who had a few friends who were Japanese collectors, and they did very much the same system where you just you just pull weight together. Yeah, Lisa, do you feel like this mentor um, mentor enabling thing does it follow through on any of your additional hobbies? Because I know you do some video games where you have communities and everything like that. Um, there's definitely some enabling going on in uh, World of Warcraft, because <laughs> it's like once you <laughs> once you finish one thing, and I'm sure it's like this in other MMOs. It's like, ah, oh, this week you should grind out this. We could really use this for the raid, or you're about to log off, and it's like just one more dungeon. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Do you find the mentorship position sort of comes out in the Baldrinian communities that you've te- like touched, Lisa, or in anything else in a, our sort of major majority culture over here in the U.S.? I don't think I've dealt deep enough into the United States uh, Baldrinian doll communities as beyond the um, online text. For the online mm-hmm. texting groups that I'm a part of, um, it's been very positive. However, I feel mm-hmm. that there is a general separation that needs to end between those that like the general uh, traditional resin ball jointed dolls and those that also enjoy more anime style face ups and heads in the Dream of Doll or not Dream of Doll, um, folks, Dolphy, Dolphy Dream. Dream, and then also Danny Chu Smart Doll. There seems to be a separation that. You know, the traditional resin doll collectors like to draw between the two, but I feel like it's it's more gating between the communities that needs to be done because there's so much that can be learnt from just doing clothes and different hairs that cross over between the two, and it needs to be connected. 
Right. This, Darren, this... do you see? Oh, I'm sorry if you're about to go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry, I trampled on everyone. Now, this this is a this is a totally valid point, and it is one that goes further back than many people realise. If you think back to the the end of the 18th century when porcelain was beginning to take over right. as the material de rigueur for for making dolls, there was a split in France and what would be the German states amongst the collectors as to what was considered a true doll. Now, people did collect, you know, Catherine the Great had a massive collection. Wood was the proper material. This 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 ceramic stuff was, was for silly people and nouveau riche. And then fast forward a hundred years, you start to get plastics turning up. Fast forward a little bit further, polyurethane resin. And when when the Super Dolphy first appeared, the traditional doll, collect doll collectors looked down upon those who bought them as if they were the scum of the earth. And now Super Dolphy and other ball joint resin ball joint doll collectors themselves often have a tendency to look down on the vinyl market as if it is something they've just found on the bottom of their shoe. Yeah, I right. have I have seen the resin dolls in things like Halte Doll and Fashion Doll Quarterly. Um Halte Doll of course now being extinct. Uh Fashion Doll Quarterly still still chugging. But I've yet to see, to my knowledge, um, a Dolphy Dream, um, though they have other vinyl collectible dolls, and in fact, many Barbies. Um, I could be wrong in this, but I at least don't recall any large sections being about them when they, in fact, have a very good relationship with Volks and often have cover pages and full articles on the Volks dolls. That may be because Mr. Shigeta, who the, the the president and the founder of Volks, has himself a very clear line of demarcation between the Super Dolphy as a fashion icon and oh. something very refined, and the Dolphy Dream as somewhat something for everyone. Hmm, I can see that. So so even internally, it's sort of within the company branding and how they want to present the two lines, they're drawing a specific line of feeling and sort of branding between the two. Yes, indeed. So what we're missing out on right here is all the people that could be enabling and guiding in one community, not being able to enable and guide in the other, particularly as we start to have the two inter communities intertwine as the, the casting of vinyl with details improves as proven by the uh what was it the granado um vindal oh right yeah so at some point point a and point b is going to have to start enabling each other because i feel like this is the future we're heading towards but if you if you consider the two winter releases for this year though they are 10 months away if you've seen the molds for Pendragon and Ruler with right. the new skeletons and the thicker vinyl and the, the, the coating which is supposedly non-porous. Oh, really? Didn't hear about that. Yeah. I also did not see images of the uh, internal skeleton yet. There's there's a few floating around if you look for it, but it's not widely decimated, decimated, disseminated in this side there we of go. the... Um, it is this side of the hobby yet. It is not widely reduced by 10%. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also an interesting little thing popped up at the Akihabara store just for a mm -hmm. week was a mount you know a prototype for a mounting device to put a resin head on a vinyl body yes Ooh. i mm. did see like bits of that but i hadn't seen fully like what they were on about it with it like just i just saw pictures you know what he's doing right now what He's enabling me. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know what usually happens after he tells me something like this? Purchases? <laughs> well, it's usually a GIF or a GIF, depending on how you want to say this. Uh, I, I prefer GIF. In, 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 our, in our chat, which has something along the lines of, 
my job is done here as he as he shifts on to his next thing (laughs) is is not is not the art of the enabler essentially being a catalyst yeah affecting a reaction without essentially being involved in it yeah and i feel like i feel like enablers like gauge the response of the enablee like for Lindsay, i know no not right now it basically means no but um okay here goes the levels if she goes like no in in the (laughs) chat that means i need to post more pictures (laughs) i feel so called out right now (laughs) pretty much well like um i think this is a very important point um for i'll direct this towards darren since he's our guest do you find there's a very specific type of joy in doing these sorts of things with other people Oh, absolutely. It is it is the polar opposite of schadenfreude, but I don't know what the German term for it is. Uh, <laughs> for myself, it is... It goes back to that sort of vicarious pleasure that I know that my father got taking me to the model shop for the first time. Right. To pick up to pick up the the kits the likes of which he had never been able to acquire when he was a kid because they just didn't exist oh absolutely something something that you you cannot really experience more than once yourself but if you can be part of another person's awakening to radio control or plastic models or model railways or warcraft or whatever it gives you that glow that you have done a good yeah yeah i totally totally agree and especially in right now in this point in my life where i'm looking at more cats and not more kids um this is where i'm going to gain this satisfaction of guiding and using my knowledge to help inform others um so, enablers. It's like how it's like how a book is useless, not shared. Yeah. What is the point of information if you don't give it to others? Now, in yeah. in fact, I'll, I'm going to call you all back to about 1750, and yeah. the Kabuki the Kabuki community in Edo. The groups that loved the theater there were always about promoting it. Now, of course, the 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 the, the theatres themselves approved of this sort of unofficial support simply because it it helped the market, but groups would focus around publications called hyobanki, which were really nothing more than advertisements, uh, examples of dialogue, where to get discounts, where to get tickets. But these tended to be given away to friends. You know, you would buy a stack yourself, and then the moment show someone showed even the remotest interest, you would give them one, and leave them for a couple of weeks until they they'd read it. And those that were interested would come back with questions, and then the whole process of enabling would begin. So enabling is it's... an ancient Japanese art. <laughs> It's the earliest fan. It's an early fanzine, really. Yeah, I'm thinking actually back to Lisa because we haven't haven't asked you anything in a while. I I was about to say (laughs) we. I was thinking about enabling in the cosplay community. Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, that's pretty huge. Yeah, because I mean, not only I mean, I'm pretty old school. So going back to where a lot of stuff was just handmade um like there was a big big push to fill out groups and get things made that um were not available um like if it was easy to get like a naruto i'm sticking mainstream so everybody can (laughs) naruto sasuke sakura like oh we really 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 need a hinata you know would you be able to kind of play hinata for us you know, I will drive you to the fabric store and help you with the patterns and <laughs> teach you how to sew. Um, I'm flashbacking right now. 
and and hold your head down as we open you up your eyes and shove the contacts in (laughs) um nowadays i mean it's a little bit easier but i mean there's still like a push to fill out groups group cosplay obviously gets a lot more attention solo so you know oh you should are you thinking of a cosplay maybe you should buy this one because not everybody has to sew now but you know there's still some sewing involved where people are you know spreading a lot more now into Warbler and right. 3D for which their, is a um, resin casting and thermoform yeah. plastics, which is what Warbler is for those who don't know. But yeah, there's always that push to let's make this. I'll help you. You know. <laughs> yeah, and Lisa, as someone who's been more on the receiving end of a mentorship, so to speak, situation, where Becca's, you've been mostly having Becca pushing at you. How do you, how does it feel for you as like the receiver of this sort of um, person who's there who really wants to share this with you? Oh, I think hobbies are just meant to be fun. Uh, There's no overthinking about it. It's just very fun to participate in a hobby where like you're passionate about it and someone speaking to you is passionate about it. Yeah. Right. To, To the risk of me like linking you to like... I don't know, 18 hour long episodes about it. Um. <laughs> I don't even think we've talked about the Cheryl Gnome Dossie Dream. No, that was another one. Oh. Uh, I don't, the even, first I don't even go to Macross. I don't go to Macross. I still love that. I yeah. love the Cheryl Gnome one. So, so this, about- this started actually as enabling with cosplay because she's like we're going to this convention we are cosplaying together actually oh i remember that outfit actually i was like dude i'll just make you the outfit all you need to do is get the wig how easy is that you can do it (laughs) so this this is reminding me of becca going Lindsay. look i'm telling you exactly how to mod these dolls together just buy them (laughs) yeah yeah it's okay that the eyes are modded. You just have to make sure they didn't bevel them too thin. Too thin. Um, but please go on. <laughs> yes. So there was a speaker at Castle Point Anime Convention that actually had um, a few Danny Chu smart doll, I think, and also oh, I remember the Cheryl Gnome out. And the Cheryl Gnome was just gorgeous the way that he styled it. I'm trying to remember. It was wearing not a default outfit it was something chosen that he picked out it was kind of light and light colors very casual with a jacket and just the sculpt i was like can i take a picture he's like yes and i'm like becca this is terrible i want the doll (laughs) so bad it's a good thing it's sold out and i'll never get it right which i don't have to buy it which cued me her going uh should i get this or should i look for this well she's still doesn't quite have um how many years have you been a member of den of angels and you still don't have marketplace access too many posts i like to lurk i can't do it i can't do it if you're on den of angels if you're on den of angels and you're listening to this find katazua and just let me just let me have access it's been years just let it happen um you just just make photo stories you'll get so many posts so fast um now that you have two dolls um actually Mm -hmm. i should piss them off um... and i should make a mask for cheryl and just start posting (laughs) the other ones because you're not supposed to post dolphy dream no no dolphy dreams are grandfathered in but all other formats of um the the vinyl dolls have not been grandfathered in so oddly enough it's okay to post about dolphy dreams but it's not okay to talk post about smart doll i don't get it but that's okay it's not my forum (laughs) yeah true but that goes back to sort of the um the lines that the community certain elements of, of different communities have drawn where their identity is sort of based in one thing and they feel threatened by the emergence of another and that blocks off the cycle of introduction where a lot of the information I find, specifically in the BJD hobby, because a lot of it's working through translation and not things that are easily accessible as information, is purely by word of mouth. Most of everything I know about proper care of a doll is through being able to access certain information from other hobbyists, not from any book source or any official source. 
Um, holding the idea of the community being and shopping being primarily internet order, um, the Sharonome I found and I said, here's one. It only has one barely seeable stain on it and it's for retail price. Do you want this? And I was like, I can't, I can't say no at this point. It's the regular price and they're offering oh. and it's complete. And there was like, I got it. A I layaway too. Stain. Yeah. yeah, it was layaway too. So, so all the layaway. things that even better than Vol- even better than what Volks would have done for you. Volks does not do layaway. But yeah, and now she's sitting on my desk plus one official outfit because you saw that too, and she lowered the price. Oh yeah, I did. I did. I did see the outfit. I linked you the outfit, and then when they lowered the the outfit's price, I linked you again. I think. (laughs) Yeah, that was pure enabling. Yeah, it was. I mean, you have the doll for it. It's it's natural, right? Yeah, that's the, currently the outfit she is displayed in because I wanted the date night outfit, casual outfit for sure. So, oh, well, yeah. So, so uh, I'm I'm gonna ask this as kind of a roundtable uh, question. How important is enabling when almost every single item that you have? So enabling, as in someone being a mentor and an influence on decisions made in the doll hobby, that definition, on a hobby where almost everything is purchased via the internet and you can't see or touch it. Uh, Let's start with Darren. That's a question I wish you hadn't asked because it covers a huge area. Yeah. As 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 long as you have easy connection to your friends, then... Someone somewhere will always have hands-on or seen or photos or videos Mm -hmm. or information that can lead you by the nose down the garden path. So the, the, you know, the, the information age is still no, still no detriment to the, the concept of the, the enabler simply be, simply because Although we have a huge amount of information at our disposal, perv, you know, the, the palvate is much broader. And so we still rely on a small number of individuals who are close to the source to be able to feed out information as time comes to release a doll or a costume and egg people onto that critical decision. Well, that brings up a different... Um, a different question, which is at the beginning of the hobby, when there was a lot less of, uh, internet presence and documentation of various customized items and things like that, was the role of the enabler more important? Well, absolutely. Um, if I refer you back to the, the, the comment about Kabuki and the people who were involved in creating the fan communities of the 18th century. The same can be said of how Volks turned into a doll company when they when they kicked up in the 70s, going from garage kits to dolls. Suddenly, Rika-chan was popular, and that created a need for a more diverse anime-based sort of character because Matsumoto Reiji's wife, who sort of ran the Rika line, did not do many anime or fan or even traditional style. Rika was really just Barbie under another name. Yeah. Though all the Rika right. fans in the world will probably want to throttle me for saying that. Well, there were all sorts of weird things that went into the conception and creation of Lika, which I think somewhat involved Mattel at the beginning. Am I wrong in this? Oh, I think I think you're right. I think okay. you're right. Yeah. But yeah. it's it sort of... De- Volks saw a market with male collectors who wanted something a little more... How can I say it? Action figures... For, mm. Of girls for boys. Right. 
without and that so, awkward gendered pass between. Yeah, and and that's where the Lost Angel story came from. I don't know much about the Lost Angel story. I always saw pictures of it and everything, but never really looked into it. <laughs> I don't know much about it either because I was never really a a, a Dolphy collector. Right. By the time by the time I went to work for the vault shop at, at San Nomia, the, the, the Super Dolphys had already arrived. And, oh. you know, I saved my pennies for ages to get the SDO one. Yeah, I, I have to say that between, in my personal opinion, the presence in a face of a Dolphy Dream versus the presence in the face of a Super Dolphy is night and day. Uh, the Super Dolphy, <laughs> I feel like, demand more of your presence with their 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 eyes and their face and their expression. Yes, they are. They are. In fact, uh, when the Akiba store reopened last year, both the president and his son were there. To, and the president gave an address about what what people perceived as, as there being two families within the Volks community. And he he acknowledged it, but would not would not go as far as saying that there was something wrong with this. Mm. For him, the Super Dolphy is a doll. The Dolphy Dream is a character. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. There's definitely an important difference there in how they're produced and how they're sold, which answers a lot of questions I've always had with how Volks internally perceive the two lines and what they were for. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting that there is a a mooted move away from resin at Volks. Yeah. But I doubt that will that will happen considering the efforts that have gone into the the last couple of limited releases more likely mm. in the face of stiff competition from particularly Ringdoll, Lutz, Ipple, they are beginning to step up their game because if you go to, to someone like, say, let's say Dolmore, you can get a nice, a good full set for 600. Yeah. Right. The, same, the same quality of dot at, of, at Volks would cost you well over 1200. Oh, yes. Probably, probably without a costume. Yeah. And if it's licensed in any way, shape, and form, you're, you're talking more. Because there have been some licensed Super Dolphies as well, even though the uh, the bulk of them have been Dolphy Dream. Um, But back on topic. <laughs> transitioning. A version, though. Yes. Interesting. I'm like, we could talk about this for hours, I'm sure. Um. But we'll we'll do one final question for Lindsay here, which is, oh. how, how do you feel moving from being the enabler to the enabler? Oh right. Um, recently, a good friend of mine who'd always really enjoyed the hobby was super on the fence about moving forward, and I had the chance to um, coordinate with another friend of mutual friend of ours to sort of. It was something that she would never have allowed herself normally. But with me and a friend together, like, pulling our funds together, we managed to find an old ring doll sculpt that she had just loved for years and years and years. And going through the whole process of finding it and finding a price and a buyer for something that was relatively hard to find and helping coordinate that whole gifting process and being able to watch her face when she finally was, like, because we had to go to the whole scale, like, here you go situation with it to really get her over that hurdle of really wanting to enter into the hobby that way was just a wonderful turn of being able to use all the knowledge that I'd gained partially through being introduced to different things through Becca or on my own. It's a wonderful feeling to be able to say in this very niche section of information that I have that is fairly useless in most other elements of my life, be able to use it to like make someone sort of delighted is just a perfect continuation of the cycle of mentorship that the enabling lets you do. So, uh, Lisa, 
Do you feel yes. like there's someone on your mind that you feel like needs to get into the doll hobby? I think in general, um, I would like that more anime fans to reconsider the hobby um, because it's a, it's a different ball game than it used to be. There's a lot yeah. more choices and styles of face sculpts as well as the anime versions as well. So I would like to just spread the knowledge that they exist in the general anime fandom that I see at anime conventions because when we had we had the Dolphy Dream um Miss White dressed yes. up yeah. as um uh to be from be. near near yep. automata yeah yeah and there was a lot of questions going out so it just shows that a lot of people are not aware of actually that they are available and that the hobby still exists and you can get into it so I would like to spread out. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be at a convention, the doll people would be that, that weird group that would have several dolls in like a, uh, a baby a carriage, bringing them to, up to the doll meet. And they would be like segregated from the rest of the community. Um, as opposed to now, especially when we're getting more mainstream licensed things like Hatsune Miku and Fate Stay Night. Um, where we're kind of, at least with the Dolphy Dreams at the moment, um, sitting right in the middle. Uh, that being said, there was recent, um, one of the first ones that Volks did, I remember, that was licensed was Chobits. And oh more recently, we had Ah oh My Goddess, um, Bill Dandy was a Dolphy Dream. Though by recent, that was quite a few years ago now. Uh, <laughs> well, that shows you what I consider recent to be in the doll hobby. <laughs> yeah, I think... But the... we also have, like, other companies involved in this as well that are different price points. Yes. So, so options and aesthetic options are so much wider now. Yes. What were you about to say, Lisa? I think the most recent ones coming out or have been, I don't know, at least the first wave of orders if not yet would be the uh saber and also ruler from fate there's no yeah. nero so i'm safe well for, for now, now. <laughs> cuz you well, know they got time. that boy body i i have no doubt speaking in of my boy mind. bodies when is astrofo <laughs> i don't Look, they they got probably so many pre-orders on this thing. Um, I I have no doubt that they they want to keep milking the fate stay night uh, cow, money cow. Well, they've been bringing saber back in various incarnations for quite a while now. Yeah, saber and then saber and then saber. I mean, like they make little minor. And then the other saber and then the other 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 saber. Right. <laughs> I mean, they make little minor changes in the the sculpt of the face, and they 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 do the um, vinyl in a slightly different color, but now they're finally doing um, Pendragon, the the other girl. But I, I agree the that there's a lot of ladies that would jump onto this Dolphy Dreams ship domestically if they start doing the sexy late, uh, lads as well as the sexy ladies. Smart Doll already put their foot in with the Lelouch they released. Yeah, and uh, it, that that went over pretty well, I remember, and I believe the only snafu in that is that because Danny saw that there was so many people like putting it up for sale as scalpers, um, he actually mm. was able to do a second release somehow. I guess they didn't cap him initially or he negotiated a second release because he thinks scalping is BS. I'm not sure. Right. But I can agree with Danny in that sense because especially when it hasn't been so long that it's been released and it's just new and people are scalping it the minute that they get it, that clearly there's an issue of supply and demand and that if you can make a second release, why not? Well, here's the reason why not is because some people buy these things with the understanding that they'll be limited and they, they, they basically let Danny enable them by saying, I'm not going to get this chance again. I'm going to put other decisions on hold. I'm going to put my my uh, updating my car on hold. I'm going to put up uh, that vacation on hold and everything so I can buy this doll um, cash up front. Bad decisions. Bad and decisions. Then, 
And because they did that, there's a lot of sore feelings with the fact that there's actually a second release. But I at think... the same time, I think this comes back a little bit to Darren mentioning earlier that part of a mentorship role in the community is guiding these kinds of decisions, especially when it comes to secondhand market and what you might expect from the company. But with the, unfortunately, with Smart Doll, there's no precedent because he yeah, hasn't done do it before. Yeah, it hasn't. <laughs> it, these this year, well, this past year, 2017 was the first year that Smart Doll had uh, releases for licensed dolls. Right, right. It was the their their test. So, in conclusion, enablers enable the best hobby decisions from wait for a sale or the sale is on now or wait for the winter event or uh, these don't come up for second hand that often or that's way too high a price for the second hand market. Uh, wait a little while. Like, I don't know, certain things being scalped of Danny Chews. <laughs> and I know Volks experiences that with their limiteds quite frequently. People, some individuals will buy them up and then sell them for double price later. <laughs> yeah. So uh, once again, thank you to Lisa, my sister, known as Katazua on uh, on DeviantArt and various other places on the, the internet. Uh, thank you to uh, Professor Darren Ashmore uh, for being with us today. Um, we'll have one more episode coming up with him. Ooh, teaser. I'm so excited. <laughs> You'll have to wait to see what it is, but we know what it is already because we're going to record it next because magic of time and space and recording. Um, and time zones. Yes. So... Uh, Darren, is there any particular website or way to contact you or any of your, your work that you would like to um, point a finger to? Uh, I suppose the best thing to do is to plug my work at uh, Phoenix Papers, Fans and Acon, where I'm one of the gang who runs the academic stream at the conference. That's probably the most accessible part of my work for the majority of the the majority of your audience because most of it most of my real work takes place in Japan. <laughs> yeah, well, if it's in Japan and it eventually gets published in the English language, they can all get it eventually. If you can access the papers. Yes, and of course, us you can uh find us at Ningyo Bingo, N I N G Y O B I N G O.com. You can also find us on Twitter on Gmail, on Blogspot, on Facebook, and on YouTube, because I'm a derpist and I totally, like, set a new episode to release on YouTube in January, and I forgot to reblog it on the Facebook page. But there I I need to get back on top of the Twitter page, (laughs) but we love comments and questions. Whenever we get anything from the audience, we love to address it as quick as we can, as well as... We've had at least one episode, the webisode we did about Grail Dolls was inspired by someone asking about it on our Facebook page. Yes. And uh, many, many, uh, uh, because my RSS code, which, bless you if you know what that means, is hand-coded by my myself, I occasionally do very derpy things in it. And at least three or four times I have had this noted to me and then fixed because of comments from listeners. So thank you. I appreciate it. Um, we appreciate you and everyone who listens to us talk to each other and occasionally other people now and again per month. Yes, yes. Um, so remember, as all you see all of the lovely dolls come into your inbox and links from sales on Yahoo Japan and eBay and Amazon and even that weird Wish app now, remember to keep on collecting dolls, but keep a budget. <laughs>